Hey there, RC fans, and welcome to the next episode of the On the Horizon RC podcast. I'm your host and Horizon Hobby CEO, Chris Dickerson, and with me as always in living color, our marketing director, Steve Petrado. Hey there, Steve. How are you doing today, my man? Uh, pretty good, Chris. Uh, things are things are great. The season is pretty much getting too cool to be outside, but it's, it's okay. We got a couple more weeks left. <laughs> We do, and I was going to tell you, Steve. I'm I'm a little sad this week. I'm uh, this weekend. I'm I'm going uh, down to take our boat out of the lake, and I'm I'm going to be winterizing it. So I'm sad day. Summer is over. Sad I'm going to have to get my SCX 24s all revved up, and it is time to move to indoor projects for me. <laughs> so um, uh, uh, until spring, uh, we'll we'll be looking at indoor projects. But you're right; it's definitely for for our I know there's you know a big part of our audience base out there going. I live in Arizona. What are you talking about? But uh, for us us cold weather folks, we're we're starting to look towards uh, indoor projects now. But uh, you're right. But a lot of fun for indoor stuff too. Yeah. Well, it's always it's always sad to have to put the boat up, but uh, I'm sure you'll be excited to get it out next season <laughs> for sure. Well, Chris, that's right. Uh, for let's sure. let's just jump right into product announcements. We've had so many announcements over the last week. I think it's uh it's just good to just jump right into it. What do you think? I think so. Uh, yeah, we've got some really cool ones to talk about this week. Uh, why don't you go first? I've got a couple I want to talk about too. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Hangar 9 released uh, their second plug-and-play kind of balsa aircraft. So this is the brand-new P-47. It's a uh, what we nice. call fun scale. So it's not really a exact scale replica of a p47 but it's designed to come out of the box bolted together no glue no fuss just slap a receiver in and go flying and now you have a nice balsa plane all the hard work's done for you uh you know no more putting on hinges none of that it's all out of the box so really nice offering from hangar nine that was the follow-on plug-and-play project from the ultra stick which was the first one so we're starting to see kind of a series here so that's exciting to see and uh, i think people are appreciating the fact that they can go from a foam airplane, bind and fly, to a balsa aircraft that is kind of a little bit more a keeper airplane or a plane you might want to keep in the fleet for a while. So really cool. Yeah, very cool. That that's really exciting. And uh, you know, Hangar Nine, we're doing hard to doing its part to to make me a, a pilot. So uh, <laughs> very cool. We had a couple really pretty amazing releases from Arma recently as well we have you know the the uh, infraction 1 8 scale uh, this is a great way to get into this you know on off-road bashing segment that the infraction has created the cool thing is it comes with a 550 uh, brushed motor but it gets you in at a price point that'll allow some people to get into this part of the hobby that maybe they just can't do with some of the the, the bigger stuff of course it's upgradable so people can enjoy it and, you know, if that sounds good to you, but, you know, you, you're like Ricky Bobby, you want to go fast. And I know that's you, Steve. Um, you know, they also came out with the Vendetta, but in a 3S version. And so eight scale size, 3S power, brushless power system, and it comes with an optional pinion. If you use that optional pinion, you get 70 miles an hour out of the box. So still pretty amazing. And again, at a price point. That's going to allow some folks to get into this hobby. It's a little smaller too. It's still a good sized car, but it's it's a little smaller, so you know you can use it. You don't need a a big empty parking lot necessarily to drive it in like the 6S stuff. Where man, you got to have you got to have some room with those things because they're so fast. This is still really cool experience, and uh, you know those products are are starting to ship now. So really cool stuff coming out from the Arma team. Yeah, really cool to see Arma step up to kind of bring more people into that all-road bash. Different price points, you know, the infraction, the six-scale one was awesome, but not everyone has the the coin to be able to afford that. Now you can kind of get in slowly and then upgrade your way to it. But still a great size platform, still a really good, fun machine out there on the street. Well, Proline has released uh, four items this week, and two of them I'm particularly excited about. One, I think a lot of people will be excited about the Hyrax tire, the mo one of the most popular crawling tires, is now available in the SCX24 size. So that comes on, of course, glued already to the rim. It's actually a beadlock style, so three beadlock uh, bolts that bolt the rim on. So it's a 
speed lock rim and hyrax tire combo uh, really cool they also have a chevy k10 so pretty cool if you're a chevy fan i'm a ford guy but chevy body is still really cool on those s 24s <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then the motown missile so this is molded in uh tough color so it's actually a molded in plastic color so it's not a clear lexan body it comes out of the box it's or out of the bag and it's blacked out so it's super strong so when you're doing your drag racing you happen to flip or roll or crash that body's going to be a little stronger and you don't have to worry about painting it so that's a really cool uh for the i think the word that we used is for the the guy who uh, is or the, the paint challenged <laughs> you just get the tough color and you don't have to worry about painting it black it's all done for you um yeah and, and as you've seen with this drag racing, I mean, if you're drag racing, you're sliding on your lid at some point because it's, right. it's, uh, that's part of it, man. It's, it, that's just, so this is, you're right. If you, if you, uh, don't love painting, this is the way to go. Yeah. And it comes with all the Motown missile. If you don't know what the Motown missile is, look it up. It's a really cool drag car, full size, but it get this, it's got all the stickers in the packaging so you can get it going for you. Uh, right out of the box it'll be almost ready to go put on your drag car and go drag racing and then last but not least two different types of tires actually three so there's the mx57 uh, which is the 8s creighton the outcast those giant scale vehicles even like the x max uh, great tire for that as well as a hexon 2.2 carpet and off-road tires for your buggy racing guys so a lot of great releases from proline this week and uh yeah that's that's pretty much the releases for the week chris that is really cool and i know the pro line team out there they have a little mantra they go by they say too much good stuff their goal is to deliver too much good stuff and this might be pretty close to delivering on that this is a whole lot of good stuff and i know those scx 24 hyrex um at the nursa convention last month we had a sneak peek of those and uh Man, people are so excited. They look so good on that truck and, and is a great upgrade for people like myself who are moving indoors for winter projects. I'll have to pick up a set of those. Um, yeah, like always, uh, it's, it's great to see the product development team and marketing teams bringing awesome stuff to, to our customers to keep them engaged in the hobby. And, you know, speaking of, you know, taking the hobby and, and just being passionate about it, we've got a great guest this week, Steve. You know, we have none other... Then uh, Matthew Kett of the Scale Guilders, uh, Builders Guild, and uh, he's going to be joining us and telling us all about that community. And I mean, talk about a passionate community. Uh, that scale community has blown up over the last few years. It's uh, one of the you know great segment, and uh, it's really cool to hear him talk about uh, all the changes and cool stuff. And he even gives us a little bit of uh, his. His review of the SCX six that we just introduced last week. Yeah. So uh, I say we just go ahead and get to it. It was a great interview. It was great catching up with Matthew and uh, a lot of fun. So why don't we get to it? All right. Sounds good, Chris. I'll fire it up right now. Okay, Steve. As promised, today's guest has been a passionate scale RC modeler since two thousand six, and he's been dedicated to bringing enthusiasts together online to a place where they can share products and knowledge. He's a film editor in his day job. But we know him as Matthew Kett from the Scale, Scale Builders Guild. Matthew, welcome to the podcast. It is an honor to have you here with us today. How have you been? Uh, very good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, I always love uh, being able to share this hobby as much as I can. So if this is another outlet for that, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is it. Just another way to, to uh, get the community uh, together and share this great hobby. You know, Matthew, I think the first time you and I officially kind of met um, was just a little over a year ago. Um, you you reached out and asked to do a live interview about the ProLine acquisition. Um, I think you talked to both Todd Matson and I, um, and uh, you know it was it was really great to be part of that. We appreciated you wanting to know that story. Um, we're excited to have you here today because now you're kind of in the hot seat. <laughs> And uh, Steve and I will get to ask all the questions now, but uh, we, we get to hear about your RC journey today. So, um, and before we jump into that, you know, I, I've got a little bit of a bias here in this first question, but um, we want to know you received an SCX-6, the new Axial, literally the biggest release Axial's ever had. Um, tell us a little bit about it. There you go. Oh, that's just the body. I was like, wow, he's really strong. You can pick that up with one hand. I've actually started modifying it already, so I had to take it apart, of course. 
Well, tell us just a little bit. We don't want to steal your review, but uh, how's your experience been so far? Uh, it is, uh, it is a, an entirely different experience. For having been in this hobby as long as I have been, um, when you scale something up like this, it, it instantly changes how everything kind of... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's like there's a spatial difference. Like all of a sudden I'm on a different planet. <laughs> being able to drive something that big on trails that I'm, I'm pretty familiar with uh, is a really interesting experience. And, and it's something that um, I haven't really had that sort of feeling in a while. I mean, lots of trucks put a smile on my face, but this one, it was sort of like, I don't even know how to react. It's, it's pretty crazy. And what I really like about it is that, you know, a lot of people, when you look at it and you look at the outside of it, you're like, wow, it's a really big truck. And people who are in this hobby, they kind of they kind of go, oh, so they just upscaled the existing SCX-10-3. And, well, they did, well, you just did that for the body and the basic ch chassis layout. It's, it's pretty much a whole new truck. There are so many new components. Uh, the transmission, I was really impressed with. I think that alone for me was the biggest sort of, change in the right direction uh and and it really proved to be despite its huge size uh really capable and uh yeah. it's, it's great i love it i i'm having a blast with it and i'm i'm not just i didn't just take the body off for no reason i'm actually in the process right now of redoing the the driver figure on the inside wow <laughs> so yeah, I've, awesome. I've painted up a uh, uh the body there right i just used some uh some proline paint actually uh and um got a, a head on ebay that is a little tiny bit small but he's a fellow canadian that's ryan reynolds and uh, oh <laughs> he fits in i thought movie. it was you <laughs> well well i'm about as handsome as ryan i guess there we, there we yeah go. it's uh it's it's so great to have a new platform on which the aftermarket and people like me can start to modify and kind of make it their own uh, but it is an awesome release. I'm so happy that it's out, and so well, happy great. to well, talk about it finally too. Yeah, well, we'll. we'll uh, I, I'm excited for your review now because I see the uh, as always the the labor of love, the detail that, that you put into things, and and just the experience taking it to the next level. So we will uh, we'll be on the lookout for that and can there, see your yeah. hard work on it. I you guess check maybe, the YouTube channel already. I've got it up there. It's it's up and running. It's uh, oh it's wow, man! Running. I'm behind the times. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon, guys. So uh, very <laughs> very good podcast. That's right. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah. Uh, no, it, anyway, but but that's awesome. Um, well, I guess you know, like all things, let's start at the beginning. You know, you've been in uh, scale RC for a long time uh, since 2006. How did you get started back then? It probably wasn't the thing it is today. No, uh, it was definitely a different animal back then. And um, there was a lot less off the shelf. It was a lot more kind of, kind of, uh, not, there was no prefab. It was all build it yourself. Um, so it was, it was definitely a different, different experience in that regard. Uh, but very early on, um, before I even had like uh, an interest in, in the, the web forum or anything, I was, I was, you know, a 13 year old drooling over the the uh they always had like a vhs unit with the two-in-one like it had a tv and then a vhs cassette tape at the hobby shop and it was always running like on a constant loop all the promotional videos from all the manufacturers and i remember i was into trains when i was in my early teens my grandfather started me in that hobby and uh, i remember going down riding my bike down to the hobby shop to go pick up some train stuff and there was uh, an ad playing for the monster beetle uh, from Tamiya. And I was just like, that's it. I'm done. No more trains. I want RC cars from now on. That's all it is. Uh, but of course, back then I didn't have any money. I had all kinds of time, but no money. So now it's the reverse. I've got enough money and no time. <laughs> but, um, the, I, I guess what always sort of attracted me to the RC hobby was this scaling down of full size, whether it be like a monster truck or, uh, a scale truck. There was something that I really enjoyed about um, the full size kind of being uh, shrunk to a, a level where I could, you know, make my own modifications and spend about as much as you could on a full size truck, I guess. But um, making it 
your own and making it unique and then going out for me, especially now filming it and uh, photographing it and trying to get it to look as real as possible. So that's sort of where that love came from. And that kind of spawned into me going on the web and finding at the time, which was uh, the Scale Builders Guild, which was called Crawl Canada. It was a much smaller forum uh, and uh, pretty Canadian specific and uh, getting involved in that community. And then there's a bunch of other online communities at the time, RC Crawler, Scale4x4Off.org. Uh, um, and uh, just kind of getting really back into the hobby that I loved as a kid and being able to kind of expand on as an adult. So that's where that all kind of started. Um, but it, it kind of, it's gotten way out of control since then. <laughs> I think that's the case with most uh, most hobbies, right? You start small, then you, in your case, literally, quite literally went off the rails from trains. <laughs> and then it just kind of ramps from there. I mean, I, I see it with uh, the, the the typical hobbyist goes from small to, how did I get so many cars in my house? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure the collection behind right. you is uh, not everything you own either. So, uh, <laughs> no. No, very cool. I, my workshop is a very small eight by 10 foot space. I do, I do pretty much everything in here except uh, painting, which gets uh, relegated outdoors when I can do that. Uh, and then I've got a storage uh, space upstairs in my wife's office, which I think sort of uh, is sort of tenuous in sort of its space. And uh, I, I'm allowed a little bit of space up there, but yeah, the majority of the collection is in here uh, and then everything else is upstairs. But yeah, I'd say at any one time, there's about 40 or 50. <laughs> oh, God, it sounds awful. There's about 40 or 50 models at any one time. Sure. Well, I, I get it. Well, let's let's talk. So you, you got into to scale. It's evolved a lot over the years. You started Scale yeah, Builders has... Guild. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what was the reason the real, the biggest reason maybe behind why you started Scale Builders Guild, was it the right. communication? Was it that the industry, you saw this huge industry coming up or was it just out of, you wanted a mm. place to talk to people and it, was, it didn't exist. Facebook, you know, groups didn't exist back then or that sort of thing. So I have to imagine that's right. part of it, but yeah, I'd love to hear your story. Well, I, sure, absolutely. I can't take full credit for the, for the forum and the website. Um, that was started by a fellow hobbyist, uh, Kevin Jowett. And he started that a long time beforehand. And like I said, it was called Crawl Canada for a while, uh, but it, it evolved into Scale Builders Guild. And um, I think for some uh, personal reasons, he decided that he wasn't really into the hobby as much as he wanted to be anymore. He couldn't dedicate the time to it. So I took over the website at that point. Uh, and it was my goal. And I think the goal of all of these web forums always was to just be a, a really great resource for sharing information. Um, it's a community, obviously, and there's a lot of um, really great members that make it a great community. Um, ultimately, it's about sharing knowledge. And um, while I think Facebook has its place, um, I'm always going to be a staunch defender of the forums. And that's mainly because it's a threaded uh, system. So you can go into someone's build thread and you can see in timing, like from the very beginning until the, the present, how that build has come together. And with Facebook, it's like, here's a picture of my truck. And then you, you've got no frame of reference for how it started or what went into it. Yeah. Asking questions isn't easy. There's not a lot of great ways to reply. Forums are always going to have their place, I hope. <laughs> and uh, that was always sort of the goal was for me, make a great repository of information, make a great community for sharing that information and um, just kind of continue on that path. And I mean, it's it's never a profit generating thing. It, that was never really the focus. The focus was just to keep it alive and to keep a nice safe space for everybody to participate in this hobby and to share what they know. Great, well, let's, let's dive into Scale Builders Guild just a little bit further, maybe for those people who aren't 100% aware of it. You know, like sure. you said, it is a community. Maybe mm -hmm. could you just give us a breakdown and of, of the guild and ways people can get involved. How can people become part of this really cool community? Yeah, that sure, you, you for moderate? sure. Well, uh, it's a, a free to join forum, a free to participate forum. Uh, if you've got an internet connection on your phone, uh, there's a really great uh, web-based uh, 
uh, forum software that we're using now. We just did a massive upgrade and it actually works really, really great on the phone. In fact, I think it almost works better on the phone than it does on the PC. Um, but it is uh, www.scalebuildersguild.com. Uh, and uh, you can jump right into the forum there. Uh, we have tons of sub threads. It's, it's mainly around the actual building and scratch building and scale trucks. So, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of sub forums uh, for all other forms of RC, but that's really the focus, I think. And that's where our, I think the most traffic is kind of in and around. We've got around 10,000 or so members on the forum, which is a pretty decent amount. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, the way I've kind of structured it is um, I've got an Instagram uh, page, Scale Builders Guild. Uh, I've got the YouTube channel. And the idea is to sort of use all of this social media to push people to the forum so they can learn a lot more uh, rather than just, you know, listen to me talk and watch the odd build happen there. They can see all kinds of other builds happen. And I, I do my best to sort of uh, shout out all of our members uh, and use their Instagram pages as well. So it's just sort of like this nice little ecosystem of uh, what I would call a really friendly group of people. Yeah, very cool. Well, I mean, 10,000, you know, community members, that's that's really phenomenal. Ha have you seen, has that community grown just kind of linear over time or as, as you know, new platforms come to market? Or it, it seems to me like a couple of years ago, maybe it's been five years ago now, but there was like a, a, a switch where like scale became much more kind of a passion for people than, than maybe in the past. Is that what you've seen or what have you seen kind of the growth yeah, of your, your group? There's definitely, a, I wouldn't say exponential growth in terms of forum participation, because I mean, it's really tough to get people away from Facebook um, because in, in a forum, you know, there is no, well, we do have a like button, but there is no like button. You know, you have to participate and communicate. And I think sometimes people find that to be a bit difficult. Um, but absolutely, there has been a tremendous amount of growth in this genre of the hobby. And I think when it first started, I think because there was so much scratch building and so much uh, fabrication required on part of the of the, uh, the builder, it was a daunting process, I think, for a lot of people to get involved in. But with that evolution and time, we've seen that, you know, you can pretty much uh, buy something off the shelf that is going to be as good or better than some of the things we were building, you know, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. Uh, there's been huge um, uh, leaps forward in uh, home fabricating. So 3D printing has right. changed the game completely. Uh, you know, if you've got a little bit of skill in a 3D design program, you can make all your own accessories. Whereas, you know, I was at home carving up little bits of styrene to make my stuff. Now it's like knock that out in half an hour on the printer. So there's been a huge amount of growth and I, I don't see it slowing anytime either. Cause I Great. think we are at this point now where, I mean, the quality of the stuff that's coming out of the factories uh, is just so much better than it used to be, you know, and there's a lot more thought and a lot more innovation and a lot more, um, desire to, to kind of one up the the previous release that I think we're going to see a steady amount of growth for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think we see that as well. It's just, you know, at the, at a different level, of course, at the manufacturer level, but we've got guys in, involved in the community heavily. And then we learn a lot through, you know, partners like you guys, uh, YouTube influencers and the like, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see what the scale community's done. I've, I've lived on the air side of the horizon hobby business for a while, but I can, proudly say I've got about, you know, six or seven crawlers in the garage that I've, I've you know, brought to Axial Fest or just had. And uh, I love it. It's, it's a cool part of the hobby that, that I think brings in so many people. In your opinion, how has the community evolved with the onset of certain technologies? Or has there been one thing other than the manufacturer, like the ready to run stuff that really has evolved the community? Or has it just been a general you know, it's easier to get into or lower barrier to entry. Is it that, or is it something else? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a little combination of all of the above, but I, I think one of the smartest products that's come out of the horizon lineup in a very long time is the 24th scale stuff. The SCX 24 uh, is a really great um, entry level into this hobby. And I mean, you can see it by the way the aftermarket has embraced it. There are a million parts for those trucks. And 
I mean, uh, I just got through finishing uh, one here that is not really much of an SCX24 anymore. It's definitely, <laughs> it's, def it's definitely a lot, lot different. But I mean, underneath, it's still a, it's still the basic chassis. Yeah. Um, but um, what's great about it is that it's not super expensive to get into it. Uh, there's a lot of upgrades. There's a lot of different ways you can personalize it. And it's uh, one of those things that I think is sort of like a gateway drug, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. You're like, well, if I can do this at this scale, certainly I can do it at you know, this scale. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, it's right. a great way to get people involved. And I mean, kids love them too. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, but yeah, I think there, there are certain products out there that have really kind of elevated this, this market and, you know, having a good high quality, uh, small crawler like that really opens it up to a lot bigger audience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're, they're just fun that, you know, you can they're play them indoors, just a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about YouTube a little bit. You have, you know, 57,000 subscribers, you know, on YouTube, you, you've grown an amazing audience and, and your video quality is awesome. It's just, oh, thank you. and given that you're a film editor, uh, it probably has something to do with that. A little bit. Just talk a little bit about your kind of, you know, YouTube influencer journey, if you would, because sure. you put out beautiful work, obviously. We'd love I really to appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, I, it was always my goal to just sort of entertain I think more than anything. Um, I'm certainly not in it for the money. <laughs> it's, it's a nice, it's a nice bonus, but it's not like, uh, you know, I still have a real job. So uh, that definitely takes up the majority of the time. Um, but yeah, it was always sort of a passion for me to show off the art that's possible in this hobby, whether it be through the truck itself or through the filming of the truck. And it's always been my goal to try to make realistic, uh, entertaining videos that, people will actually engage with for more than a couple of seconds. Um, you know, audiences are, are really fickle. And if they don't like what they see, they're not going to stick around. So it was always my goal to try to make it as engaging as possible. Uh, and if you go back to the very early stuff, I was never on camera. I was, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just filling the trucks and that's it. Uh, and then I started to experiment with that and have a bit more fun. And I realized that, you know, I think my passion for the hobby really comes across when I am on camera and when I can share build techniques and I can go through stuff that I'm working on, or if I can share a new product or if I can share a new technique, um, you know, that's a really great way for me to in, in, engage with my audience and this hobby and help push it forward. At the end of the day, I mean, I do a ton of reviews of stuff and I kind of rate it by, you know, is the smile on my face still there? Then, and, you know, that's kind of, for me, that's good enough. I don't really need to get into the, the minutia and the details uh, as much as some of my other fellow influencers. And that's what they're there for. That's their job. Um, but for me, it's about sharing the passion and, uh, and just kind of, um, having an outlet creatively for me as well, because as a film editor, I'm sitting in front of a computer nine, 10 hours a day working with the same footage. And it's not as tangible as this hobby, right? Like this, I get to build stuff and I get to go outside and, and model and, you know, find good angles and uh, shoot interesting footage and go to great places and meet other great people. So, I mean, it's, for me, it was always just sort of like an outlet for sharing that. Yeah, very, very cool. I, well, maybe you know, you've talked, touched on a little bit your your day job being a film editor. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? I mean, what what what's a normal you know film you would be editing or piece of work you'd be doing? You know, right? Sure. I uh, I say I'm a film editor. I have done some short films and a couple of long format pieces as well. But the majority of the work that I do every day is in advertising, and I think okay. that's sort of where. Uh, it, it, the crossover for me between, you know, doing a, a video review or, or, uh, or something like that kind of, it kind of works cause I kind of get the advertising end of it. Um, but yeah, I've been a film editor for 21 years. I've been in the business for that whole, 
Yikes. Uh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it's all started. You've made me realize new things today. Um, and uh, yeah, it's mostly commercials that I work on. So my job is to take um, uh, all the footage that's been shot and I get a script. And I get maybe sometimes storyboards, but I get a loose direction on, on what they need to see in this ad. And uh, I take the hours of footage that I've gotten and condense that into a 30 second story. That's usually my job. Um, so it's a lot of creative problem solving. Um, luckily, the people that I work with, whether they're at an ad agency or the production company that's actually shooting the ads, uh, they're all really super professional people. So this is a, a pretty, I'm not going to say easy job, but it's a very well structured job. So I kind of know uh, getting into a project what to expect from the people I'm working with. But because it is a creative process, it's super subjective. So there are a lot of varying opinions and uh, I, I deal with a lot of them on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it be the, the director or the, uh, the ad agency's creative people or the ad agency's client, you know, whoever is at the top level, they've got a lot of opinions as well. So my job becomes sort of a combination of creative problem solving and personality management. <laughs> yes, I, I think everyone's a critic, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, there are a million different ways to cut an ad, right? So you get all this footage, you can really take it in a bunch of different directions, especially if you've been given the options. Uh, it's it's something I absolutely love. Um, it, it really is the type of job. And I, a lot of people say, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you're not going to work every day. I really honestly, there's a lot of days where I don't feel like I'm working. So I'm very I'm cool. pretty I'm pretty uh, uh, blessed to have that option, uh, that career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I, working on the the creative side of the house at Horizon too. You know, you definitely have to have a lot of thick skin with all the uh, you, you know with everyone's opinion. Oh, that this shot. If you could clip it one extra second shorter, then we can do this. You know, it's like oh okay. I guess I didn't yeah. think of it that way, but yeah, you, you learn to roll with the punches. And I love the way you said personality management because it really <laughs> it really is a key <laughs> factor of. Uh, Okay, this person likes it this way, but here's how to handle that. But uh, no, I, I one know of the our... funnest parts of my jobs, and this is a very quick story. But one of the funnest parts of my jobs is once I've kind of locked for, for me, once I've locked the edit that I'm going to share with my my agency clients, I keep that one, and I kind of duplicate it and put it in another bin, and then I come back at the end of the project and look at how different my first cut was versus two weeks of working on it with the agency. And you'll be surprised at how close they actually are. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's, that's, uh, I can see that <laughs> for sure. Well, you're, yeah. uh, you know, like Chris touched on it, but you know, you're obviously you're, you're editing your, uh, like even the, I've got to watch a little bit of the SCX video before the call and, you know, just that great crawling on the trail, just the shots you're able to get. Oh was, man darn near as what as good as what our launch video was or, or better you know it was like it was just watching a launch video for it it was really cool to see <laughs> oh, and that's I, amazing thank you you've for got your that. uh you've got a lot of a lot of years and a lot of talent there so that was awesome to, to kind of experience on your channel the the question i i, I kind of had in the back of my mind uh is you've got so many you've mentioned like 30 or 40 to 50 models you've got you know stuff probably rolling in and rolling out of your inventory over the years, you've been doing modeling for a while. What I'm sure it's probably hard, but you probably have one or two. What has been like one of your most proud of moments or most prized projects oh, that man. you've worked on? And uh, and well, what was it? Two. Okay. There's two, and they're right behind me, so it's not going to be that difficult to share them with. Oh, that's good. Cool. Uh, the first one is this. Uh, it's a six by six JK. It's it's sort of right. It's here. It's, uh, it's an Axial SCX-10, so the original SCX-10 base. Uh, I built uh, longer rails, extended it to make it a 6x6, flipped the rear axle so it's got the right output, and you know, did the uh, output uh, um, extra output on the, the middle gear. Uh, and it's powered by steam. Wow. <laughs> Very it's got cool. It's got a it's got a uh, a Regner steam engine in it. It's, it generates uh, about half a horsepower, so it's not nearly enough at all. Maybe not even half. Probably about a tenth of a horsepower. Uh, but it's this truck is modeled after a full size truck by Hawk Designs, uh, 
Uh, he built the same JK, uh, and it is powered by steam in real life. It's, uh, he Unfortunately, I think he had to disassemble it because he needed to give the steam engine back. But it's a full-functioning model. So uh, it builds its own steam using a propane-butane mix, uh, fires a boiler, creates about three bar, which is about... Uh, I think it's about 30 PSI or so. So it's like okay. a bicycle tire amount of pressure. Uh, sends that steam through a two-piston uh, setup, which turns a flywheel, which then turns the uh, the transmission. And it's a full axial legal truck. So I took that to Axial Fest and shared that there. Uh, and that, that's, for me, is probably one of the most... Uh, time-consuming builds. I think I spent about a year building it because there was a lot of scratch building required, too. Took the front half of a new bright uh, JK body, hard body at the time, and then Styrene scratch built the rest of it. And uh, you know what? I, it's not too difficult. If it's not too time-consuming here, I'll just grab it. It's, uh, it's, it's worth getting a good look at. No, I think it's it's cool, and I'll definitely put the. I'm sure you have a uh, a video or two about this on your channel. I'll put the links in the description for people as I well. I sure do. Yeah, there's wow, a lot is... of uh, custom bits and pieces here. I used a Knight Customs uh, bumper here and uh, Knight Customs uh, grill for me. Full interior, so there is nothing showing that would you would guess that there was a full steam engine in there, but it's all in there. <laughs> That's that awesome. is crazy. Yeah. So. Can there is a battery, obviously. The battery, yeah, it, it works. It's not fast. <laughs> yeah, sure. By any means. That's but awesome. I wondered about you using butane. I wondered if you had, you know, little bitty pieces of, you know, scale pieces of wood that you had to yeah. throw in a boiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, thankfully, steam technology and in, 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 uh, model steam technology has come a long way. So, um, they, surprising. Uh, the, the boiler <laughs> system is, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, what more could you do with steam? Right. <laughs> Apparently lots. Yeah. It's, wow. It was fun, though. There was a lot of plumbing involved and actual bending of my own copper tube. And it's uh, it's pretty intense. Wow. It was a pretty intense build. You said there was two. You said two. Yeah. And the other one is directly behind me here. It's a little bit easier to grab this one. This was also built for Axial Fest in 2016, I want to say. But it's a... Oh, wow. uh, Land Cruiser half track. <laughs> That's very. I've cool. only I've only ever seen one of these in real life. They did make one. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, full full axial legal truck. It does use an axial SCX10 axle inside the tracks, and that's what's actually powering the rear track uh, system. Of course, a lot of engineering required for this as well, um, because the tracks move at an entirely different rate than the front tires. Um, and because it's a real half track, it's also a fully unlocked differential in the back. So uh, both tracks kind of move at whatever rate required. And you can change that with the amount of thick oil that you put in that diff. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to come up with, uh, thankfully, a, a friend of mine at GCM Racing is a very smart guy and came up with a transfer case that would allow for the transfer or the transmission to power both sets of, well, the tracks and the tires at the same rate. So it's... Uh, Another one of those builds that doesn't have a lot of purpose in real life or in the hobby world, but it was one of those things where I was like, I saw that, I got to build it. <laughs> well, Very that cool. begs the question. Those are those are awesome. And I love the half track. That's really cool. But it begs the question, where do you get your inspiration from? You know, you, you've got all these wacky yeah, ideas. Uh, I don't think I could ever have come up with a steam powered six by six other than seeing it from Hawk Designs. Yeah. But that's yeah, you gotta right you gotta exactly take your imagination. It's mostly Instagram, if I'm honest. There's a lot of really great pages that I follow. Uh, Auto Atrocities is an excellent one. Or very bizarre vehicles. Uh, I saw <laughs> I saw a rally car made out of a fox body Mustang. I was like, yeah, yeah, like, that that could be a thing. Why not? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there's your my imagination is really only limited by what other people have done. Um, and you know, when you see a picture of something, you're like, I want to, I want to make that. I want to have a miniature copy of that. You know, or like. I want a six by six XJ for no reason. You know, that's an SCX six 
or SCX 10 to UMG six by six. So you just, you see something that no one else has. And you're like, I definitely need to build that. Cause I think that's, that's where this, this hobby is sort of, it, it, it's it, the sky's the limit. You know, it, all of these great manufacturers give us all the tools to make this stuff. It's just whatever your imagination can dream up. Yeah. Or whatever the, you can steal from somebody else who already did it. I think the, for me, when it comes to building stuff, to me, that's 60 to 70% of the fun that I have. The using the product, you know, go out on the track or going out flying a plane. That's the other 30%. I love doing that. But the experience yeah. and the stuff I learn and the techniques I use and the stories you can tell with the build, is that kind of similar for you? Do you kind of enjoy the build more than you enjoy the drive? Oh, man. It's like 80 20. <laughs> I, I love the building and I could, I could spend days in here and not know what time it was or what I've missed out on. Um, the driving, I live in the city. Like I live right in the downtown core of, of uh, Toronto here in, in Ontario, Canada. So there's not a lot of opportunities to even use them. I've got a couple of spots that I can go to and have a nice quiet time by myself. I don't have a lot of friends in this hobby that are local to me. So it's always a travel kind of element. Um, but I'm not afraid of travel. I'll go as far as I need to. I've been to Proline by the Fire. I've been to Axial Fest a number of times. Um, I've been, um, where else have I gone? Uh, uh, oh, I go to Ohio for uh, Team K&K. There's a bunch of events that I'll always try to go to. And uh, I think 2022 is going to be the year of travel for me. I'm going to hit as many events as I can. Yeah. Good. We look forward to see you on, seeing you on the trails. I feel the same way. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to make sure we, we know where you're going to be. And oh, I'll be love there. to have you on I'll site. You know, clearly you have a passion for this. You also have a, a gift to be able to make these things physically, build these things. What advice would you maybe give to somebody who wants to get started in, in RC and scale building? You know, how do you, I mean, to see some of the things you've done, it's like, I think people wouldn't even know where to start. So where, would, where how would they even get started? Right. Uh, well, the best thing to do, and I've, I, I am a big fan of this, is always buy a kit first. Start with a kit. Um, it's probably not the best fiscal advice for the, for the, for people, uh, because it is a, the barrier for building a kid is the expense. Of course, you got to buy everything. Um, but, um, I think that, that was my advice in the past. I think it's going to change though. I think you could start small would be my new piece of advice. You okay. know? Yeah. Start on the 24 scale level, you know, uh, see what aftermarket options there are, see what, how you can make it your own customize. Um, Really, I think it's all about making mistakes. Like none of these things back here have happened. The f they, they don't just like magically happen the first time around. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cutting a piece and realizing you've cut it too small or cutting it too large or what whatever. But I think the the best thing that I've learned is to allow yourself to make those mistakes because you will learn so much more from making them than not making them. Mm. Um, so you can't, the other thing is you can't be afraid. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to stick to RTR and just, you know, ready to run trucks is just what I'm going to do. And I'm going to glue a bunch of stuff on it. And that's, I'm happy with that. That's fine. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you were enjoying this hobby to the fullest, that's all that matters. It shouldn't be the, the amount of skill or effort that you put into a build. If you are happy with it the way it is, then that's great. But if you want to take it to that next level, uh, there's a lot of really great places to start. Styrene construction, I think, is the number one thing that you can learn that will teach you all about other facets of this hobby. If you can learn how to stick two pieces of styrene together and then shape it and sand it and make something out of that, the joy you will get from making your own things, and that is a super cheap way of getting into it. There's nothing better than building your own stuff. Honestly, the level of satisfaction you get from a job well done is hard to beat when you did it yourself. Yep. Very cool. I guess kind of, you know, alternatively, you know, the other thing that you, I think, could pass on some advice to some folks on too is, 
you know, you, you've uh, got a great following on YouTube that we were talking earlier. If there's somebody out there who really wanted to start their own YouTube channel in RC, what advice would you give them on how to get started there? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll follow my own advice on this one. If you're going to start a YouTube channel, start it for you. Don't start it for anybody else. Build it around the things that you really like to do and the whatever amount of uh, interest or talent you have in a specific subgenre of this hobby, exploit that. If you're really great at painting, make it all about painting. If you're really great at running videos or driving videos like I like to do, make it all about those. If you are a great on-person, like on-camera personality and you really want to let that personality shine through, make it about that. Don't ever make it about, like, I'm going to get a million views on this video because I guarantee you in this hobby, you will not get a million views. <laughs> it's, it's really tough to break through and become uh, that sort of celebrity in this hobby. Uh, something I've never achieved and probably never will. But again, I don't do this for anybody else other than myself. So if you go in with that frame of reference, that lens on, on your work, I think the passion is what's going to make people interested in following you. So stick to your stick to your guns and, and kind of be the best version of you. I think that's probably my best advice. That's great. Well, that's great. Interestingly enough, we uh, recently interviewed the RC sailors and that was pretty identical oh. to the advice that they gave on that same question. And uh, I think it, oh, it makes crazy. sense. You know, as, a, as myself, I, I love to have a creative outlet and making some videos here and there is fun to do. And, and, you know, yeah, it's not about you're not going to become a, you know, multi million subscriber account overnight and probably not ever maybe in the RC industry these days because there's just so many people doing it. Uh, not because there is an interest. Yeah. It's just there's so many people doing it. Um, but I, I, I like that advice because, yeah, it's all about you and everyone has their own specific skill set that will add value to someone in the industry. And that's that's, that's an right. important piece. So good stuff. That's right. Well, yeah, I've been really fortunate, I think, that I started at the time I did, um, because I think now, like you said, Stephen, it's it's extremely difficult to get started now because there are so many people doing it and so many people doing uh, different kind of genres within RC. I mean, there's you, you could be as top level as surface and air, but then you, you get into like, you know, specific brands or specific topics like crawlers bashers it just it expands there and i think that's the other thing don't try to be too many things to too many people really try to focus your attention on the one thing that you really love to do yeah <clears throat> which is why there's no airplanes on my channel well i was just gonna ask you you know have you ever dabbled outside <laughs> of the scale crawling stuff have you got into because there's so uh, much scale in the airplane world, but it's certainly a little bit different. <laughs> there is. They look awesome. I have real flight on my PC uh, okay. because we'll I, I, am, I am super keen on learning how to fly planes. But I have a drone at the bottom of the lake that tells me I should probably stay away from that stuff. You, you and a lot of other people have a drone at the bottom of some body of water. <laughs> That's cool. That's fine. Just, I, I, just not a good day. Yeah, never fun. All right. <laughs> well, Matthew, you know, one of the things we like to do when we're kind of getting to the end of our time with guests is, you know, we like to kind of do the open mic thing where we give you a chance to promote anything you'd like to promote, uh, you know, discuss anything you'd like to discuss. But we kind of just hand the mic over to you and uh, anything you'd like to communicate out to anybody who's listening to this podcast today oh, or wow. where they should go to find out or join the guild. Uh, it's all up to you. So we'll just hand it over to you to, to uh, wrap us up here. All right. Well, uh, definitely you should start at the scalebuildersguild.com. Uh, that is an excellent forum, a uh, great website, lots of amazing, talented builders, more talented than me. Uh, and uh, you can learn an awful lot. It doesn't cost you a dime. Um, there uh, are a couple of pages that I follow that I really like. Uh, of course, uh, you know, on the YouTube end of things, there's a bunch of great uh, uh, YouTubers that I really like, uh, Hemistorm, Turks and Jerps, Harley Designs Inc., um, RC Driver, um, RC Girl. There's a bunch. There's tons of great uh, 
uh, resources online. So um, that was my my quick like little plug for some of the people that I follow. Uh, um, but yeah, I think outside of that, I've got, uh, Instagram as well, uh, scale builders guild and, uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, we do have a Facebook presence. Uh, it doesn't get as regularly updated as the other ones. Uh, I'm a little more active in the, uh, the YouTube and the Instagram. So keep following there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Just the best thing I can say is just keep enjoying the hobby, have fun and just get out there. It's a great opportunity to get outside too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think after being, you know, everyone being home uh, for the last you know year and a half or so, like you said, I hope your prediction is correct that 2022 <laughs> is the year that we're all back out on the trails. And yeah. I look forward to, to running into you on, on the trail, maybe not physically, but uh, it'd be nice to, uh, to, to catch up and uh, safe distance. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you for uh, joining us today. I'm I'm gonna go and watch the SCX review because I did not realize it was even out there. So I literally oh, yeah. literally want to wrap up here so I can go watch it. But uh, thank you for your time, Matthew. Thank you for being such a great ambassador to the hobby and and for helping people just enjoy it. Uh, like you said, it's it's so awesome that we're able to share now with technology our experience and have these, these, you know, forums and YouTube and all these ways to connect all around the world with this cool hobby. So thank you for being a critical part of that. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a real pleasure. I, I love sharing as much as I can about this hobby. So any opportunity I get, I usually jump on it. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks guys. Thanks, Matthew.